my favorite part is probably the beginning. You like D and D, Audrey Hepburn, Fangoria, Harry Houdini, and Cruquet. You can't swim, you can't dance, and you don't know karate. Face it. it. You're never gonna make it. I don't wanna make it. Just I just wanna, wanna. Welcome to Demolition Buddies, the My Chemical Romance superfan podcast where we can all be friends. I'm Kelly, the Switchblade, and my pronouns are she, her. I'm Sugar Maddie, or Sugar, or Maddie, whatever you like, um, and I use she, her pronouns as well. Demolition Buddies is not just about the music. It's about the fandom community and culture as a whole. It won't just be song and album lore and analysis, although there'll be plenty of that. Um, We're going to do a deep dive on the history of the band and fandom at large while collecting stories and facilitating an open conversation with other MCR fans, just like you. Just like you. And me. And you. And us. (laughs) (laughs) So we're Kelly and Maddie. We've been friends for, I guess it's been about seven years. Yes, we have um, deduced the date around the time when we met. So it's been... Winter of 2015. Um, so we met at this cabin party, and I burst in. I didn't. Well, yeah, I did kind of burst in um, with my boyfriend. And from what I remember, Kelly was sitting on the ground, giving herself a stick and poke on her foot. And I thought it was so cool. And I had already been drinking a little bit. So I wanted to give myself a stick and poke on my foot. So I did. Um, and I think I saw Kelly's MCR tattoo on her arm, and then we started talking about MCR, and then we started singing MCR a lot. A lot. And we were told to be quiet, and we could not. We just kept getting louder and louder as we were singing through pretty much, I'm pretty sure we just sang all through Three Cheers. I'm going to guess I had it on my phone, just downloaded. Mm-hmm. That sounds right. The whole thing is kind of a blur, but it was very much like a... Very much love at first sight. We've been mm-hmm. buddies ever since. Love at first MCRs. <laughs> mm-hmm. So. Exactly. And, just, and uh, Maddie came up to me about the idea of doing this podcast, and I immediately jumped on because I thought it'd be so much fun to talk about MCR with one of my best friends and include all of you in it, too. Mm-hmm. Um. That's already what we've talked about all the time anyway. Um, Kelly is honestly a remarkable researcher. (laughs) You're so unbelievably clued in to the pulse of the MCR community. Like, anytime I see a picture, like a new MCR picture that Kelly hasn't sent me yet, I feel like it's a win, but it's extremely rare extremely rare uh i i'm what's i wonder what set list it was that you sent to me before i sent to you but i just remember you were like ha i got you <laughs> i did it <laughs> it was like a uh-huh. set list or like gerard's outfit of the night and i was like <laughs> posted three minutes ago <gasps> she hasn't sent it to me yet <laughs> winning mm-hmm. um but this at the cabin after we met um I had not been really listening to MCR all that much, and then that kind of sparked my love for it again. I got super, super into it. 
again and you know been obsessed again ever since yeah I, yeah I remember you were telling me that it was because I knew more of the lyrics than you you were you were like oh shit yeah gotta catch up mm-hmm. um you also for that Christmas I believe it was that Christmas but maybe it was a little later but I'm pretty sure it was that Christmas you got me the Funko Pop little Gerard Way uh black eye band Vangera, and you got me the first edition uh like the first not edition the first book of the danger days comic and i was like mm-hmm. oh hell yeah and i still have those <laughs> to this day i cherish them so greatly mm-hmm. but yeah so i'm really excited to do this podcast to hear from everybody else to giggle and fangirl with you i think it's gonna be a really good mm-hmm. time i'm really excited to because you know i've been a fan for, since i think 2005 i think 2004. We, i could safely bet 2005 um wh- whenever the I'm not okay music video came out um but there were so many years that I wasn't an active fan so I'm pretty excited to catch up on maybe anything that I missed learn more about my favorite bands and learn things from you I feel like you know more than me <laughs> I okay you know maybe I do but also I did miss out pretty much the same time period that you did too so mm-hmm. I feel like in that sense, we'll like be kind of learning about a bunch of things together, especially as like we do research and watch like old interviews and stuff like that. I think that'll be a fun and hear just from other fans who were active in the community, community especially during like Black Parade and Danger Days. Um, mm-hmm. Because, yeah, basically I hopped on after they broke up again, because that's when I found out about Black Parade. And then I was like really into Hesitant Alien um around that time so i've been pretty active since then so i'm pretty caught up in that regard um so mm-hmm. yeah we'll be learning a lot together so it'll be fun do you want to talk about your history with mcr i do um so I've been a fan since about 2005. I think I said that already, but I remember exactly where I was the first time I ever heard them. Um, I was in the car on the way home, getting a ride home from Winter Guard practice in the seventh grade, and it came on the ra- I'm Not Okay came on the radio, and I had never heard anything like it before, and I don't know. It just spoke to me. I was like, this is my music now. This is who I am. Oh, absolutely. Like, change my DNA on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think the next day, I went to go tell my best friend Brooke about it. And she loved it, too. And we rode the school bus together every day. And we would, like, split headphones and, like, listen to NCR. We would just, like, lock ourselves in the house all summer long and watch Warped Wednesdays on Fuse and (laughs) cut out pictures from AP Magazine. And, like, my wall was covered. I think I even had some on the ceiling. Oh, nice. So you could, like, look at them from your bed. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. It was just really great, like... I mean, obviously, I have a different relation to it now, but it was just a really great soundtrack for pretending mm-hmm. like you're the saddest 
teenager in the whole world, you know. No one else has ever been as sad as you are, except Gerard, probably. Except Gerard, probably. But he gets it. I just got so emo, I fell apart. That's what actually happened. You got that sad? That sad. I went to go see them with Brooke. It was both of our first concert ever. My mom took us. We went to Warp Tour 2005. I don't remember any of it at all. I was very small. I think I was 12 years old. And they were at the end of the night, and I was very tired and short, and I didn't see anything. I could not tell you one song we heard. And I do remember someone trying to crowd surf over top of us, me and Brooke, the two 12-year-olds. And my mom pulled them to the ground and punched them in the face. Oh, my God. Caprice. Mm -hmm. She did do that. Shout out, Caprice. Mm -hmm. She said, ain't nobody hurting my kids being stupid. Other than that, that's like maybe the only thing I remember about the shows because it was MCR played at the end of the night and I don't remember any song they played and I was very short and tired and baby. So I don't remember any of it. But you do remember the three shows you went to this year. Was it three? It was. Yes, it was three. It was. <laughs> you know it was. <laughs> we went to the Raleigh show together. Yes, we did. That was so fun. Just getting the little Airbnb, getting all dolled up together, listening to the mm -hmm. music for the show. It was a really good time. It was really good. Um, And then I went to both Newark shows with Brooke. Oh my god. It was so wonderful. It was a very nice full circle moment. Did it feel like healing um, y'all's little inner childs together? Just like being like, let's go. Oh, ab absolutely. It was very sweet. I had the tickets for the Newark shows for two years. You did. It kept getting delayed, delayed, delayed. But yeah, just knowing the fact that I was going to be able to see MCR at some point in the future really kept me hanging on some days for sure. Oh, I bet. Yeah, I remember when you were getting the tickets for that because I was like debating, but also... That was when there was a lot less shows um, in total. Like, their original return announcement had, I believe I read somewhere, 18 shows. And they ended up doing 44. So, mm -hmm. a big difference. So, it was very hard to get a ticket. Because I was trying, and I could only get Midtown Music Festival. So, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. rest in peace. But when rest they, the moment they announced they were doing the Raleigh show, I just dropped it. Because I had actually sold... I had taken up the offer when Midtown was like, do you want to get paid back? Because I really didn't want to go to that as my MCR show. That was just the only one I could get at the time. So I was actually excited when Midtown was canceled and they did the Atlanta show because I was like, uh, I'm going to go to that show for sure. Mm -hmm. I think for that original show, I think I had a lot easier of a time buying tickets Interesting for the Newark show. I think I was only trying to get them for like maybe an hour compared to like the two and a half hours me and you both oh were trying gosh. to get tickets that for Raleigh. That was so <laughs> stressful. We were just like every single time because like it wasn't it was just crashing every single time I would go to just move for the tickets. I was like, no, it was incredibly stressful. I was at work. Um, I work a hard labor job outside. I stopped what I was doing. I had my mom's. I work with my mom. I had my mom's phone 
with the hotspot turned on, my phone trying to buy tickets. I'm just like sitting there, like head in my hand, like, oh my God, I can't find any tickets. I can't believe they sold out. <sighs> and then after it was like two and a half solid hours of trying to get tickets, I finally got five tickets all in a row. All in a row. Yeah, I had my phone, I had my computer, and I was trying both at the same time. <laughs> and I was about to start getting, I think, Sky or Rachel into trying to get tickets at the same time, super last minute, right when you were like, I got them. Got them. I also love that um, we both went to the same Warp Tour, and basically, like, you spiritually missed them, and I physically did, uh, because they didn't close, they were like the noon show, so... I walked up that's to so the stage as they were walking off. And that's how I got my picture of Mikey. The picture of me, Sky, and Mikey is, like, him basically, like, walking off the stage and he had to go through, like, a little radio booth. And we just, like, my stepdad kind of was just like, come on, Mikey, you can do it, you can do it, you'll do it. And his bodyguard was like, no. But Mikey was like, okay. I look definitely like um, I'm not as interested as I totally am, for sure. <laughs> Gotta play it very cool. Do you want to talk about some of your MCR history, Kelly the Switchblade? Yes. Sugar Maddie, I will. Um, <laughs> so I also remember exactly where I was. I was in my Nana's living room, and I would watch TRL after school religiously every day on my Nana's vcr combo tv so the tv is maybe 15 inches <laughs> like but that is you know that was how i did it and um they came up on total request live i don't know if it was the video premiere or if it was just the first time it had ever been on trl but i was immediately transfixed it was and they were like have you ever feel lost have you ever felt alone it's like who me totally and then let's be real like, just the fashion, the aesthetics, the little queer-coded everything. I didn't even know what that meant. But I was like, ooh, boys kissing boy. Did they just kiss? Mm -hmm. Ooh, okay, okay. Mm -hmm. Right. Absolutely started me, like, Googling, like, boys, emo boys kissing, like, on the family oh. computer. <laughs> <laughs> My photo bucket definitely um, has some boys kissing boys folders and stuff and Mm -hmm. And I would, like, I think some were photoshopped, too, for sure, to make it look like certain people. Oh, for sure. Mm -hmm. But I didn't know that then. I was like, oh, yeah, this is totally a real photo. Um, okay, so both of our first songs were the same one, I'm Not mm -hmm. Okay, which I imagine probably for a lot of people our age is the one, mm -hmm. I think. Mm -hmm. It's that or Helena. I've noticed this, like, just people who are, like, two years younger than us. Sometimes it's Helena, but it's mm -hmm. usually I'm not okay. If it's not Black Parade mm -hmm. stuff, you know, if we're talking strictly revenge. And this is definitely a good time to out ourselves as full bullets in revenge era girlies. 100%. That's right. 100. Um, love the other two. Mm -hmm. Love what you've done for the culture, but... No shade. All the love. No shade. Peace and love only. Um, but yeah, I know where my loyalty is for sure. <laughs> Supremacy is lies with bullets and revenge. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that music video, it was just like the perfect combo of um, funny and like relatable and mm-hmm. I don't know, it had cute boys in it. And I was a preteen, so it was like... Mm-hmm. It had cute boys who were like weird and awkward and do it like... Um, a couple moments like Ray eats the crayon. Okay, sure. What a goofy mm-hmm. ball. Um, Frank goes in like he's going to kiss a girl, but really he really is just trying to get like the booger out of her eye or whatever. You have something in your eye. And he meant it. Just like those little <laughs> tropes being kind of subverted. I really loved it. My favorite part is probably the beginning. You like. You like D&D, Audrey Hepburn, Fangoria, Harry Houdini, and Fouquet. Can't swim, can't dance, and you don't know karate. Face it. it. You're never going to make it. I don't want to make it. I just, just want to. Oh, incredible. <laughs> so good. It is. That song, it still might be my favorite MCR song ever. Um, It's just the best one. I mean, it's like kind of the best one. Okay. They're all really, really good, but it's like the anthem. It really is. It is. It's really great. Honestly, I had, I had a... I kind of distanced myself from I'm Not Okay for a long time, I think. I think it was like, I felt like, I agree with you now, and it was definitely the song that got me to them, and I love it. But there's definitely a time where I think I was still dealing with like almost like weird internalized shame of being an MCR kid. And I was mm-hmm. almost like, this song isn't like a good representation necessarily of that album. And so I would almost just be like, no, no, no. You start, I would sometimes, okay, this is sacrilege, but I used to always start the album on Give Em Hell. Like, I would literally, I know, isn't that crazy? I don't do that anymore. I go for, but it was almost <laughs> like I had to be like, these songs are overplayed. <laughs> it's bad. Can you believe that? That kind of, like, reminds me of something else I wanted to talk about, which is, like, gatekeepiness of the My Chemical Romance mm-hmm. community and just, like, putting that gatekeeping so close to you like even on yourself and like your friends and stuff just being like mm-hmm. oh I like them more than you or like even if it's their song you're like oh it's overplayed that one's not it's still good it's still them it's still like the best song ever yeah it's an amazing song and it's so purposeful and everything it does mm-hmm. and it's great <laughs> and anytime like when I was like you know a 12 13 14 um and like some quote-unquote preppy kid would like be listening i would hear them like listening to one of their songs i'd be like "Mm, that's my band do you even like really understand what they're trying to say (laughs) exactly Uh uh-huh for sure exactly when really who knows that poor little kid's probably like my mom will let me dress up (laughs) the way i want to you don't have that kind of reflection when you're a preteen Absolutely. It's all not. about you. Everything. Mm-hmm. And I, I definitely feel like up until I was maybe like just a year before we met, I would say My Chemical Romance was definitely like, quote unquote, my guilty pleasure. Um, if that makes sense. Like it wasn't, I was like trying to be like, ex- first I was trying to be accepted by like metalcore kids. And then I just wanted like indie heads to think, to respect me or something. And it wasn't until mm-hmm. around then when I was like, what the hell? This music is excellent. And if somebody wants to judge me for loving them, that's their problem. I think mine was, I definitely stopped listening to them for quite a while. Um, 
and I don't know exactly, maybe it was a little bit of that, like, internalized, like, shame or whatever, because, you know, of course, it's like the emo kid, people bully you, make fun of you, call you names for wearing mm-hmm. black and wearing eyeliner and all that stuff. So maybe I was, like, internally self-conscious about it. Honestly, I had no idea what I liked for, like, a yeah. long time. So I think that was part of it. And then when I realized what I liked, I was like, oh, duh, they've been there the whole time. It's my chemical romance. <laughs> The whole time. Mm-hmm. You know, honestly, that's a good thing to say, though. It's like you didn't know what you liked because I think that was definitely a part of it, too, is just trying to find what else I like. Like, what mm-hmm. other music do I like? What? Who am I? Like, what are my actual interests? Because definitely not everything I picked up on at 14 have I – or thir- right. 13 have I held on to mm-hmm. by any means, you know? Yeah, I had a lot of weird phases mm-hmm, for sure. For sure. And but it's funny because I've just gotten closer to that thirteen, fourteen year old girl than like ever before. Turns out she was pretty right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> she was right about some things. Um, I do kind of feel sad about those years like lost to like thinking I was too cool. One hundred percent. Um, because I missed out on the entire Black Parade tour. Me too. Sad about that still. Missed out on the whole tour and Obviously, I definitely Danger Days tour. Didn't do any of that stuff. I was not into them for that, really. Like, I listened to Black Parade, um, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I think I was, it's it's kind of that, like, gatekeepy thing of, like, you're even, like, you're like, oh, their old stuff was better. Like, that kind of thing. Which I think I definitely had that kind of attitude about it. Um, and I didn't, mm-hmm. I've never really, like, Welcome to the Black Parade that much. Like, the song. That's probably, like, my I'm not okay. Um, I still like it and I still think it's, I like it for what it is and what it means to people, but I mean, okay. So, but I will say I like legitimately love I'm not okay now. It's just like, almost like I felt like the, it was like, well, that's the pop song. Like it was almost like that, you know? Um, Mm. whereas, but Mm -hmm. no, I would say Mm -hmm. I was already kind of. My attention had already been kind of drifting anyway from my chemical romance, at least as like a big part of like my identity and finding myself. And so when Welcome to the Black Parade was dropped, I was already I was like 15 or something and my foot was like half out the door. I was definitely still in it, but like I was definitely getting into more like Bring the Horizon, Dr. Acula. I was kind of getting into like heavier music, basically. Mm, Yeah, Um, me too. Yeah. And I just like I didn't even finish the song. Or the music video. Like, I didn't even get to the middle point where I feel like the song starts really picking up and becoming definitely something fun. And honestly, I just heard teenagers on the radio and stuff sometimes, but I legitimately did not listen to the Black Parade until 2013. And I'm just so mad at myself because I love that album so much. Me too. I don't think it took me that not maybe it took me that long to like really enjoy it um I think what clicked for me was I like this was many years past like me like not listening to them anymore maybe about the same time was I remember like thinking some like gatekeepy thought or like maybe I even said it I was like ah oh, her favorite album is Black Parade just like ha 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 but then I was like let me listen to it actually Mm -hmm. and loved it 
And I listened to it as a teenager, but it just didn't stick with me then for I mean, some it's reason. different. It definitely doesn't have, like, that punk aspect to it quite the same way that, like, Revenge really has, like, this, like... Mm-hmm. I think Revenge is very much just, like, a punch in the face constantly and just, like, this wild ride. Whereas Black Parade is, like, this slow-building thing, and there's, like, a lot more focus on the lyrics, like, that you can hear. Because, like, Revenge sometimes is, like... I'm still catching myself being like, I didn't hear that right for over half of my life. Okay, sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh-huh. But yeah, no. Somebody tells me Black Parade's their favorite. I'm like, bet. Fair. Fair enough. It's got some good moments. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now I get it. Now I get it. But like, back then it didn't because mm-hmm. it was a little shithead teenager. Well, it is. But I'm definitely, really good, I definitely sure. regret um, missing out on that uh, that whole ride. Oh my god, yeah. I have watched The Black Parade is Dead a hundred times. Easy. I watch oh, it all I've the time. I've only seen it it's once, so, so I need to go through it again. Mm-hmm. Recently, too. Very recently. Once? Oh, oh my god, mm-hmm. I've watched it so many yep. times. It's so good. So I, need to, I need to do that. But yeah, so I definitely feel like that honestly getting back in when i basically actually gave black parade a listen when somebody told me to somebody was like i was talking to somebody I was like oh i love revenge love bullets and they were like you said you don't like black parade and i was like and they're like you don't know what you're talking about basically and you need to go listen to it and then i did and that <laughs> really like what i think i got my mercy poor levin and tattoo like within a month like i was just like oh I'm 23 years old, listening to this for the first time. I just love My Chemical Romance. Like, it's not a phase. It's not nostalgic. It's not because it's, like, this album I have no childhood relationship to. And yet, I'm like. And once I. So I think that kind of, like, made Mm -hmm. me realize, like, I'm like, oh, they're just a great band. There's no nostalgia here. Yeah. Danger Days was kind of a slow burn for me, too. Um, Some of the songs on there, I love a lot. Some of the songs. I don't love a lot. Like a couple of my least favorites are on that album, but there's also some really, really good ones. Um, and I think I started listening to it a lot when, basically, when I burned myself out on all the other three, <laughs> uh-huh. and I was like, okay. Um, and they had not gotten back together at this point, so I was like, well, I might not ever have more My Chemical Romance music, so I might as well listen to all of it that I possibly can, mm-hmm. and it includes this. Mm-hmm. But not really like it. Mm-hmm. So what's funny is that um, I I definitely was not like super paying attention, but I was aware of Na 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 when it came out, and I was like, "This is pretty sick!" Like I loved the video, I loved the look, right. I loved the music in that song. I was like, "Okay, okay," because I think it had that kind of like that spirit that I thought Revenge had and especially in that like that single but I didn't really like listen past that still like I was still too old basically quote-unquote to follow them on tour or anything like that I just was kind of like hell yeah I'm Sierra is out there and they're making music and I like a couple of those songs I like that song basically and then yeah it was very much just like uh um like love them from afar just like Mm -hmm. good job Mm -hmm. for sure Mm -hmm. and and also still like at that point in my life i had absolutely no one to talk about my chemical romance with like they're just 
I think I remember I worked with a girl at Journeys, and we were like, yeah, the not and the na 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 music video. I think that's how I found it at Journeys that you would play music videos, and then na 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 came, and I was like, oh, cool, and that was it. Like really, like I just just not it's i guess that's a big part it's like it can't be in your world if like you don't see it almost anywhere it's crazy that's true that is that's a good point actually because i'm trying to think about it and most of the years i wasn't i mean obviously most of the years i wasn't listening to my chemical romance i didn't have anyone to talk about them with that's like the basis of my whole like love for them i guess is like talking about them a lot (laughs) uh Hence this podcast likes you. Exactly. Mm-hmm. 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 For sure. Um, and I'm actually like, I'm trying to remember if I had just gotten into them when they broke up or they had just broken up, started talking about it, got sent to Black Parade. And then kind of like, I remember I was like almost like a mourning period that like, I definitely was like, wow, I really missed that boat. Like, I can't believe I missed a chance to see them alive can't believe i didn't go to black parade tour danger days like why was i caring about how i was being perceived or and then so i just kind of fully accepted that i was never ever gonna see my chemical romance live Mm-hmm. yeah me too <laughs> until um when what year did they break up was it 2011 mm, i think that's when they Is last right? played an actual show but i think they officially broke up in 2013 i'm gonna type it in mcr breakup i couldn't March 22nd, 2013. 2013. Okay, that makes sense. So here is a, I don't know if it's a fun fact about me. It's a fact <laughs> about me. Um, I don't know if we're going to, I don't know if we're going to bleep his name out or not. But I used to follow um, this redacted DJ based in Ector, And I started following him around the country in like 2011. Okay. Um, so I was, like, really, really, really into that yeah. community. Um, like, I saw my first show in 2011, and then I started going to a lot. Like, maybe not as much as some other people in the community, but definitely, like, f- it was, like, my main yeah. priority of, like, things to do. I would go see, like, four or five okay. a year. Mm-hmm. So I think when they broke up, I was not paying attention at all. Like, I knew that they had broken up, but it was, like, damn. Um, yeah, you are deep into that community instead i was deep in it he's now been redacted and may he burn in hell so sick of fucking gross men using their position to manipulate young people who look up to them period which is another reason i've always loved my chemical romance (laughs) because they've always been very that one that one quote from it was on life on the murder scene right from a warp tour Mm -hmm. show um i don't know if it was warp tour but it was definitely just some random small show some show um, yeah, where Gerard yells out into the crowd. Did you ever see shitty-ass rock dudes in shitty-ass rock bands asking you to show them your tits for a backstage pass? I want you to spit right in their fucking face and yell, fuck you! Incredible. I was like, wow, oh my god. I will. Thank you. I will do that. Okay. Love level 10 embarrassment story for me um me and my friend used to have a journal that we would share between classes for notes and we would like write each other and so right in the front cover we just wrote mcr whores we're 13 so 
I get the chance. I can't afford to go to the Green Day concert, but my stepdad took me and my sister to wait outside their tour bus until like 3 a.m. For Gerard. Because everybody else we got to by like midnight probably, but Gerard Way was most definitely getting inebriated in the uh, venue and did not come out until like the last second. But anyway, so Frank Iero comes out and um, I get him to sign something and he's like, I can take it into the tour bus so everybody else can sign it, you know, like Ray and Bob can sign it for you. And I was horrified because I knew it said MCR horse in it. And I was just like, no, no, no. And I was being so weird. And they were just like, come on. Like, you know, my stepdad was like, Kelly, what's up? And Frank was like, come on, I'm going to get it signed. So they go into, I finally give it up. And I'm just dying inside. I'm like, please, no, please, no. And they bring it out, and he doesn't say anything to me. But when I open it up, they crossed out horrors and just wrote, uh-uh, no, don't say that. <laughs> oh, my God. I think they wrote, like, fans instead. So sweet. I was mortified, obviously. But, like, just wow. What good guys. I wonder guys. if any of them remember that. Boys, if you hear this and you remember that, hit us up. Let us know. Just a simple yes or no. Do you already remember? And a simple yes or no. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was so mortified. That is so funny. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> it's just what you said back then, too, though. Remember, like, calling yourself a whore was, Especially like, as, like, so a normal. A child. <laughs> uh-huh. You know, you'd be like, I'm a whore for you, mm-hmm. or like, I'm so-and-so's whore. Like, that oh, yeah, that's a, the whore train. Uh, yeah, very MySpace. Extremely MySpace. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, that's my little MCR is wholesome as fuck story. <sighs> I've never met them. I I don't think I could play cool. I simply couldn't. No, it's the kind of... Actually, I don't think so. that's a lie. I could play it totally cool. I can be as extremely cool and normal at all times um if you would like to meet just i'm just putting it out there i'm like very normal and cool and funny and charming and cute agreed when i met gerard way i don't really remember anything i've ever said to anybody else honestly but i do i'll never forget what i said to gerard way i just said oh, I, I fucking love your band <laughs> <laughs> and i wanted to die i was like god damn it that's it. That's all I had. That's all I could come up with. <laughs> a recurring nightmare. Did he say anything back? <laughs> um, no um, way you'd remember. I have no clue. <laughs> just like no. blackout. I just remember him. Yeah, he just was smoking a cigarette and was giving out hugs and kind of signing. It was just like, oh, being really sweet, you know. But I don't remember what he said at all. I was like adrenaline out. Like, just <laughs> he... That's when he, like, flicked his, like, Marlboro Light cigarette, and I literally ran for it, grabbed it, and ran away right after he did it. And I remember crying in the car on the way home, holding his little cigarette, but. That is so funny. I definitely did some things like that. Um, I had Sonny Moore's water bottle. Ooh, yeah. Would you put your lips up to it? No. No, I didn't want to lose any of the magic. Um, oh, okay. I just can't. Well, maybe I did. I can't remember if I took sips out of it or not. I cannot remember. Um, I think I did maybe once or twice and then <laughs> sealed on the shelf. 
Um, but yeah, we went to go see from first to last and we were up pretty close and I, it wasn't even something that he dropped into the crowd. It was a water bottle I saw him drink out of and I waited until I could grab it and then I did. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Just like he had the cigarette flicked and I just said, whoop, time to grab it. And I did put that cigarette up to my lips multiple times. (laughs) Bless my heart. Can you imagine being them and seeing someone do that to your trash, <laughs> like your refuse, and they like dart after it and treasure it? <laughs> oh, no. Like, how do you deal with that knowledge? Um, you have to just like not think about it. I think. I think you just have to be like, "Yep, that happened," and let it go. <laughs> Immediately block it out. I'm sure mm-hmm. that's. I'm sure they have seen. And heard some weird stuff said to them over the years. I am so sure of it. This episode is coming out on Halloween, a.k.a. Frank Ayura's birthday. Happy birthday, Frank. Yes, happy birthday, Frank. Happy birthday, Frank. Happy birthday, return era. That's right. Do you remember October 31st, 2019? Because I do. There is certainly audio or video or both of me hearing the news, crying, screaming, flinging myself down onto the couch. I definitely have video of me watching the Return concert. Ooh, nice. I only have a photo I took of myself when MCR announced the Return because I had worked that day and I was dressed as a skeleton. I had my skeleton onesie. I had my skeleton makeup. And I was like, hell yeah. I found out about MCR hell returning looking yeah. like this. Day of days. Uh-huh. Oh, um, some of our um, hobbies and interests that aren't MCR. Okay. Would you like to go first? Um, some of my hobbies would be writing poetry, cuddling my dogs and my kitty cat. We change it up with hobbies. So I'm like, oh, do I do anything? Um. <laughs> I always wonder that too, but more things probably are a hobby than you think they are. That's very fair. Um, I definitely, I guess, while not as much of a collector as you, Maddie, I'm definitely also a collector of things. A lot of stuffies as well. I would say my second favorite band of all time is Animal Collective. Period. Um... I just love them in a way that's not a fan girl. Mm-hmm. MCR fangirl for life, though. And I love horror movies. I love It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> <laughs> damn it. My girl Sugar knows about. Uh-huh. She's like, damn it, she's stealing my things. <laughs> that's just one of the reasons we love each other. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We've got good tastes. Um, I would say the biggest part of my life that's not my chemical romance would definitely be just film, I would say. Yeah. Movie- I watch a lot of movies. I'm all about a movie. Nice. Mm-hmm. She's super into Pee Wee. Yes. We, lo- we both love Pee Wee. Mm-hmm. It's true. Okay. Hey, maybe it would be more fun to say, like, what are the things that we both like? pretty intensely i was just thinking that That yeah okay horror movies we both that's like definitely mine as well definitely love always sunny very very much Pee Wee, yes absolutely 
Um, we both like Adventure Time. She definitely likes Adventure Time more than me, for sure. Um, I'm a huge collector. I collect all kinds of stuff. I like, I have a ton of Squishmallows. I'm a huge Squishmallow collector. Um, I have, I have a lighter collection. I have a freaking, oh, I like fans, folding fans. I have a ton of them. Funky pens. I have a funky pen collection. <laughs> <laughs> teeth. Human teeth. I have a few of those. Ethically sourced. Not Moida. No. Not unethical. Oh. They were gifts. Thank you. Um, oh, we both love sunglasses. I would say we both have a sunglass collection. We do. Mm, for sure. Mm -hmm. We both okay animal collective as well i don't know if we actually said that was like animal collective mm -hmm. yes i'm also very into animal collective which i think i think you got me into them um i think you had heard of them and maybe or, heard a song or two but i definitely i think it was like after we hung out you started really getting into them one time like i remember that specifically Okay, yes. Okay, so I remember you talking to me about Animal Collective, and then I think what really did it, like, I didn't listen to them a lot after that, but what really did it was I went to go see them open for Fleet Boxes, and I was, like, sold immediately. I was like, okay, this is my new favorite band. Mm -hmm. Like, I primed you, got you ready for them. Exactly. Mm -hmm. um, oh, we both like clowns. <gasps> yes, yes. Especially when Gerard Way is a clown. Especially when Gerard Way is a clown. There's not a lot of stuff that I feel like I like that you wouldn't like. Do you know what I mean? Like, even if I don't know that mm -hmm. you like it, I feel like you probably would. You know? Mm -hmm. That kind probably. of thing. For sure. Well, I don't write poetry, but I do play video games and I stream on Twitch. I'll plug that somewhere. Um, not super active, but I do do it i really like simulation games like gas station simulator <laughs> what? gas station simulator power wash simulator excellent great a i love them um stardew valley i love i've been playing a lot of cult of the lamb disco elysium Please, someone else talk to me about Dis Disco Elysium. I'm trying to get her to play it. She is going to. I am going Period. to. That's all. End of sentence. She's got to go on sale. Come on, Nintendo Switch. <laughs> uh-huh. As much as I love horror movies, I hate horror games, which we have that in common. Um, I hate I hate them. I can't do it. Um, can you watch them? Because, like, that's what I do. I just watch Oh, yeah, I can watch games. them for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll watch my, like, friends play them on Twitch, or I'll, I could watch it, someone else play them, but that's because I don't have to do it to myself. Yes, it's too scary <laughs> it's... to, like, walk in the room or something yourself. No, thanks. No. Yeah, if if I have to do it to myself, I, I'm out. I actually re remembered a thing that I do that I, I, that would be a hobby. Um, I'm a plant mom. I have, like, 15 <gasps> plants. Plant mom. And wow. I keep them alive. That's pretty cool. Um, it's only been the last like year and a half that I've become like a plant person, but it's like intuitive now. Like I just know what my plants need and I give it to them and they are happy. It's pretty cool. Honestly, I'm like, yeah, that's wow. right. You're dependent on me for life and, <laughs> and you live. 
Because I used to murder every plant I ever had. And he used to always be like, I'm just not a plant person. But I became one. I was going to talk about, I guess, their importance in for, I guess, community for children, basically, who are depressed um, or anything in between. Because, like, definitely, I think we've definitely talked about we were grounded girls. Mm-hmm. We were girls who were very much so grounded a lot of the time. And that usually me. Um so My Chemical Romance is definitely, like, the soundtrack to all of, like, the hardest parts of my, like, early teenage years. And I think that's why their music, like, really lasts mm-hmm. because it really goes deep into those feelings. Whereas, like, some other bands from that time period, it's just so surface level that it just can't hold up past being a kid instead of just, like, actually honoring, like, the depth Mm -hmm. of emotion that kids feel it was definitely the soundtrack for a lot of my saddest moments as a teen as well which is kind of funny because now it's like Mm -hmm. i don't the songs some of the songs are still sad to me but i feel like i don't like put mcr on specifically to cry anymore you know Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um like i can listen to the songs now and have like a good time um because i don't know when you're a kid it's just like all about your angst you know Mm -hmm. definitely project your angst onto it for sure and i definitely don't always cry to mcr still but definitely when i still will like process emotions to mcr like i'll be like dang i got a lot of heavy shit going on you know who will take care of me my chemical romance will take care of me Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but as a kid oh my god i definitely had a cry in my car to mcr moment recently <laughs> nice um the last song i cried to that was my performance with um it's not a fashion statement it's a death hmm. wish not like the one you would typically think but there's just like oh man i don't know that song is so a lot yeah there's that song about goes it. everywhere i think my last ones i cried to one of them for sure demolition lovers that was my go-to i'm sobbing as a teenager um that was one of the most recent ones i cried to in the car and also early sunsets over monroeville okay that one oh devastating i have a vivid memory of laying on my bed staring at the ceiling except i couldn't even see because I was crying so hard, like just tears (laughs) and just being like, there's no room in this hell. There's no room in the next. (laughs) Oh, and I knew it. Doesn't anyone notice? Does anyone care? Mm. Does anyone even care that I'm grounded right now? (laughs) (laughs) No one even cares. Uh -uh. No one even notices. Nope. So good. Yeah, absolutely. The depth of his (laughs) crying. It's like he, it's because... I think what really, really sells My Chemical Romance is Gerard's performance of the lyrics because some the lyrics alone could not, most of the time, I feel like couldn't stand on their own without the sincerity of the delivery that he gives. Because mm-hmm. he means it. Mm-hmm. And so you mean it when you're singing it too. 
Exactly. Right. You're like, damn, he sounds really sad. <laughs> I think I'm sad now, too. <laughs> uh-huh. I think he gets how sad I am and how sad I get. Mm-hmm. He gets it. I know he's sad, too. I'm really sad. <laughs> Perfect. That's right. What are your favorite MCR songs? Top five. <sighs> Go. It doesn't have to be in order. Okay, okay. Top five, go. Don't think about it too much, Kelly. Definitely Death Wish, Cemetery Drive. Oh, um, Honey, This Mirror. Is that three? Okay. Um, I hang them high. Hold on. Let me let me pull up Bullets because I'm like, I can't. I almost just want to name another revenge song, but I'm like, Mm-mm, that wouldn't be true to Bullets to do that. <laughs> Not fair. Honestly, headfirst for Halos. I can't believe I almost forgot that. Okay. Solid choice. What about you? Okay, top five go. Um, headfirst for Halos, for sure, on there. Vampires Will Never Hurt You, for sure, on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, this Jet Set Life is Gonna Kill You, for sure. Mm, I'm gonna say Desert Song. Mm-hmm. The last one. Uh, the last one I'll say... The last one I'll say Mama. Mama is incredible. Honestly, that was really hard. The five is not enough. Yeah. Um, Mama is definitely up there. Like, I just, oh, it's so hard, you know? Mm-hmm. So hard. Um, but like I said earlier, I'm not okay is like still, I feel like I don't even count that one. It's just like, it's just so good. It's the best one. I also think my favorite songs really do change. Like, they kind of. I'll like songs I didn't really even think I really loved that much. I'll start like really getting into. I'll like kind of forget about songs, but Cemetery Drive just, I don't know. That song makes me feel some kind of way every single time I hear it forever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's so, I'm just like, I want to wear the dress your husband, my husband hates. Like, damn, okay. Right. That's how I am about Headburst for Halos. That one's always been. One of my faves forever. Mm-hmm. It's so good. Somewhere in the memes folder of our Discord, I think I have... Maybe I didn't put it there, but it was like... Um, parent says, my child's okay. And then the quote's like... <laughs> Lady, your 14-year-old thinks headfirst for Halos is a comfort song. <laughs> child's not okay. That's why it's so funny. I mean, it sounds so, like, happy and jovial and fun. And it's like, maybe I'll blow my brains against the ceiling. Mm-hmm. And as the fragments of my skull fall on your tongue. Like big, pixie dust. Big happy thoughts. Aw, so cute. So cute. And the little clap. It's just so great. I mean, come on. Do we want to talk about, I guess, what we aim to do with our show? Why Why are we make podcasts? Why are make podcasts? Basically, I just want to make the show that I want to listen to. I really want to, I love hearing, you know, people's own histories with the band. I like hearing about, you know, the community, which is the thing I've always loved. Maybe the most, maybe the second most after <laughs> the music. <laughs> um but yeah, my second favorite thing about being an MCR fan is being an MCR fan and that sense of community and camaraderie and I'm trying to really cultivate that vibe for ourselves. Totally. That's right. Um, 
yeah, my some of my like thoughts about wanting to make this podcast is because I want to share with others how MCR has impacted impacted my life. It's obviously impacted your life, and it really deeply affects and impacts other people's lives. And I think that's super interesting. And I just want to know. It literally makes me tear up thinking about it. Like I was thinking about at the Raleigh show and at the Atlanta show. It wasn't during the set that I teared up. It was when I was like taking photos for people and giving their like and like just like looking at them and talking to them. That's like really what overwhelmed me with like emotion in the best way. Um, just seeing how my chemical romance is literally changing lives still. Um, so yeah, that's really, I would say, like one of the main reasons I want to do this podcast. And I think it'd be really fun to just go headfirst into everything we can find out about the band, the scene. So basically, we want to offer a place for MCR fans to share their stories and anecdotes with each other. We are so excited to hang out with you as we giggle and gossip and wax poetic about all things My Chemical Romance. Woo! Woohoo! We are going to be putting out episodes at first every other week, every other Monday. And you can get that anywhere you find your podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. I don't know what they all are. I just use Spotify. <laughs> Same. But we will be available wherever you listen to podcasts. Anywhere. You can find us on Instagram and Demolition Buddies, Twitter. I think Twitter, we're Demo Buddies Pod, but you can still find us if you search Demolition Buddies. Um, we'll have a link tree where you can find all of our socials so you don't miss anything. Um, on our Instagram, we will probably be including like every photo that we talked about in this episode, like key points. For sure. And we'll probably do that for every episode. Include relevant photos. They're good ones. You don't want to miss those. So drop a follow. For sure. Um, one thing I also want to just get out there is that if we make a mistake on something or get some information wrong or you just want to, like, add on to the story that we're talking about, please feel free to um, drop us an email or to go on to our survey. We'll have that in the link tree. It's anonymous if you choose to be. It doesn't share your email with us in any way, and you can choose whether or not you want information to be even read on the podcast. But yes, we are so open for corrections and just to add on and continue the conversation with anything that you hear on the show. Because mm -hmm. it's about us and we want you to be included. So yeah, like maybe topic ideas, things you want us to talk about or yeah, corrections, your own personal stories. We're also going to have, uh, it's called Pod Inbox, where you can leave us a voice memo if you are feeling bold and you feel comfortable with having your voice on the show we would love to hear it honestly even if you don't want to have your voice on the show we would still really really love to hear it like i said this is a it's about community but it's really a selfish affair we just want to hear we must story. know mm -hmm. yeah that's another thing i'm just nosy i just want to know you know our email is demolition buddies pod at gmail.com but if you want something to be read on the podcast I would say leave us a survey instead or leave us a pod inbox message. That is preferred. We want to play your little clips so, so badly. badly. But 
no pressure. I also understand that um, talking on a microphone is not something everyone is comfortable with. So <laughs> that's fine, too. You can find all of our links, our Instagram, Twitter, the Google form, pod inbox, any of that stuff at linktr.e slash demolition buddies. And we'll see you in two weeks. We can't wait. Love ya. Oh my God, it's so cute, honey.